Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. It's relationship therapy with Rachel Cook. Yes, and on the line now to tell us how to deal with baggage and when to recognize it's too much or it's not too much is our resident sex and relationship expert, Rachel Cook, is here. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's the story? How's your week been? It's been decent. It has been decent. And I'm actually uh, really interested to talk about this, right? Because a lot of people got baggage. Yeah, I don't think we've done it before. I don't think we've done a segment on baggage before, but you're right. Um, I I don't know if it ties into what we were talking about on Newsy Bits this morning, because we were talking about how the word ick and people, you know, we're letting them get in the way of finding love because we're going, oh, that gives me the ick and we're running away. Um, What actually counts as emotional baggage in this day and age? Right. So baggage is really just the residue from painful or difficult past situations. So that can be from childhood. It can be from relationships that we've had. And it can also be from any kind of relationship because people often think that emotional baggage is only about your romantic relationships. And really, it's about any kind of relationship and what is sort of unresolved, unprocessed. In, and, you know, baggage is basically just the metaphor for the heavy experiences we've sort of collected and that we kind of carry around as kind of patterns of thinking and feeling and behavior. But that's that's what it is. Mm. I think I'm one of those people who I'm completely free from effects of <laughs> baggage. I'm just one of those people. No, surely we must wow. all have some kind of baggage, do we? All of us. We do. I mean, there's definitely people who believe that they don't have baggage, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Yeah. But basically everyone has baggage because there's just no way that you can go through your life and not have had difficult experiences that impact you. Now, obviously, in many ways, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, that they've learned how to grow from difficult experiences that they've had, whether that's a breakup or, you know, a betrayal or, or these sorts of things. And obviously all of us have had difficult things in our upbringing, you know, places where our caregivers just like weren't able to do, you know, exactly what we needed as as children um, for us because of their own, you know, stuff that they had going on. Mm. And obviously some of us have actually been through, you know, neglect, abuse, trauma, all sorts of stuff like that as well. But really everybody has, you know, some baggage. So it's really about, you know, your, kind of your level of self-awareness and your sort of resources, skills and support network in dealing with that because none of us is perfect. So how does emotional baggage impact us? Oh, relationships so 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 many ways that you could see that as being the root of things like perfectionism people pleasing uh, it could be being really really uh, self-absorbed or narcissistic um, it can be that you have insecure attachments so that mean maybe in the direction of avoidant or anxious or um, disorganized which is the you know the third type of insecure attachment it could be that you dissociate a lot it could also be you know kind of harmful or compulsive su- substance use fear of commitment, Mm. fear of abandonment, low self-esteem. You know, the list really can go on because it can be pretty much almost anything you can see as having been baggage. You know, whether that's controlling behavior, hot and cold behavior, um, you know, yeah, all all sorts of things, really. Poor emotional regulation, that's a big one as well, that you find that your emotions go from 0 to 90 really quickly or that you're really kind of numb and shut down. So you could say that almost anything is a form of baggage, which is that it's a response to experiences that we've had and environments that we've grown up in because context is very important here as well. Um, You know, looking at living under systems of capitalism, patriarchy, these sorts of things 
which mean that those are impacting us as well. And then we've got all the kind of transgenerational stuff as well. You know, all the research that we now know of, you know, let's say Holocaust survivors and how, you know, the grandchildren of those who survived the Holocaust are likely to be, you know, more anxious, more prone to, um, you know, cortisol, adrenaline release and being, you know, kind of highly strong. We have lots of more kind of information about that kind of stuff now. So really lots of things can be signs of baggage and some people will call that trauma rather mm-hmm. than baggage. But, you know, there's different words you can use. For okay. It. Should we try and heal all our baggage before we get into a, a, a new relationship? You know, what do you think? Oh. It's a good idea, but I don't think it's possible. You know, most of these things are lifelong patterns that we're talking about, which doesn't mean that we can't sort of um, heal, recover, learn new ways of coping and, you know, of, of kind of dealing with things. But I definitely think that this idea that especially after a breakup, let's say, yeah. that you need to somehow completely have moved on, completely have healed from all of the difficult, you know, parts of that relationship before you date again. It's just complete. It's totally re- unrealistic. You know, it doesn't mean jump straight into relationships again and again and just kind of piggyback or monkey bar onto the next one um, because often you will need some time just to be able to process you know be able to kind of enjoy your friendships again different support systems you know and so you might really need a decent amount of time not being you know romantically attached after a relationship but the idea that you have to wait until you're fully healed you could be waiting till you're till you're dead Yeah, that's very true. So what are important signs that you or someone you're seeing isn't ready for a relationship because of emotional baggage? Let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so this one is, is it can be, you know, there, there's a lot of, this isn't cut and dried because people can have quite a lot of baggage or past trauma and be really working on it. You know, they can be going to therapy, they can be doing a lot of self-development work, um, you know, whatever else supports them, whether that's going to different kinds of like, groups or yoga or you know meditation journaling mm-hmm. all sorts of things that they might be doing that are really supporting them and so someone can have had really hardcore trauma and you can still you know potentially have a very kind of fulfilling um communicative relationship um you know uh, so so it's not really about you know what is the kind of level of severity of someone's baggage or trauma i would say but there can also be that someone really isn't looking at their stuff and so even though the issue might not be that massive it might be that for a particular person that you know within yourself that it's just going to drive you bonkers with someone else that you're trying to date because of their issues or your issues or just how your each of your issues interact, which is a big one, because both of you can also be working really hard on the stuff that has impacted you in your life. And it can still make you really incompatible and like unsuitable for each other just because of, you know, the particular way in which you, you know, it, the, the, the stuff you've got causes friction between you. So, you know, the signs really are that you're you know, um, finding it really difficult to communicate, you're mm. regularly not connecting, you know, this is if you're, let's say, in a relationship with someone else, um, or starting to date someone else, if you're finding that, you know, one or both of you is engaging in a lot of hot and cold behavior or controlling, you know, that you're not able to talk about this kind of stuff. And then in yourself, you know, if you recognize that you're just very quickly feeling you know, huge amounts of fear of abandonment or massive amounts of fear of being suffocated and trapped by the relationship. Those are some of the kind of signs that you probably want to be looking out for. Um, you know, really poor boundaries, that sort of thing, you know, that will give you an idea of, hang on, I think I need to step back here and probably do a bit more 
you know, spend a bit more time on myself or, you know, without being engaged with someone kind of romantically or yeah. at this level of intimacy. Is that, is, is, is that what you should do if you're, you've been through a bad experience or heartbreak or trauma? I mean, if someone's listening and is going through yeah. that at the moment, what can they do to process or move on from that? Yeah, so there's loads of things that you can do. And as I said, some of these things are probably going to be lifelong because some of our patterns from early childhood, again, it's not that we can't heal from them. It's just that, you know, we're, people will still have these kind of tendencies and there's only so much kind of time and energy that each person is going to have or want to do depending on the kind of context of your life as to how much time and energy you're going to be putting into kind of... Ah! Rachel? Did I some... got you. Oh, sorry. I thought somebody just, I don't know, uh, something happened there. You just disappeared. Your voice just disappeared. <laughs> the demons some... on the line. Yes. Again. Gremlins in the machine. Uh, let me just, let's just finish with this. How can we talk about baggage? Uh, because if we yeah. all have it to some degree, you know, some more severe than others. What's a, yeah. how do you talk about baggage in a healthy, responsible way with, let's say, a, a current or a potential partner? Yeah, so things that you can do, certainly, you know, if you're thinking about dating someone, you know, a good way to talk about this is ask them about their previous relationships. How did that, how did they start and end? You know, if that other person is really blaming and criticizing all of their previous partners, then, you know, they probably don't quite have the self-awareness or, you know, the level of processing. Not because, you know, obviously lots of people have been in bad relationships where another person may have been, you know, genuinely, you know, abusive or awful to them. Um, but, you know, if how someone is kind of verbalizing or articulating that to you when you're asking them about their past relationships is just to kind of say, you know, oh, yeah, she was crazy and she was this and she was that and she did this to me, then it's probably going to tell you that this person doesn't really have, you know, the self-awareness and kind of, you know, emotional skills that you're going to need for, you know, a kind of healthy relationship. But like, Again, since pretty much everyone has got baggage, I think being able to really, you know, talk about your own sort of um, your own history mm -hmm. without having to, you know, you don't have to trauma dump. You don't have to be telling people your whole life story on the first date. But what you can do is recognize that there are certain things that really kind of set you off. And so, you know, what you're going to want to do is talk about how you can kind of manage that together um, because you want it not to become something where, you know, each of you is kind of walking on eggshells and working mm -hmm. so hard to kind of never, you know, upset or trigger the other person that you're just exhausted from it. Also, you know, you're not somebody else's therapist, but what you can do is really be able to discuss, um, you know, kind of where you're at yeah. with, you know, these certain things and, and talk about that. And also, if you're finding that really difficult to do, you know, doing that with a therapist, particularly, you know, some people are really afraid to do this in a new relationship if they've only been together a few months. But I'm seeing more and more people decide to go and see a therapist and kind of be able to really look at this early on, which can be a great way to, you know, really build that kind of intimacy and trust with each other, even if you don't end up in, you know, a forever long term or whatever sure. relationship. Sure. Okay. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much. That was Rachel Cook, our psychotherapist and mental health consultant. She's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with an E on the end. And she'll be back with us next week. If there's anything in particular you would like us to discuss in sex and relationship therapy, you can always email the team, jen at rt.ie. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.